Nebraska on Tap, the source for everything educational and informational about groundwater in agriculture. If you are an ag producer or a citizen of Nebraska, this show is made for you by the Middle Republican Natural Resource District. Now it's time for our weekly show, hosted by Heather Disming. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's edition of Nebraska on Tap. This week we're going to talk a little bit about you, me, and this NRD, and this big packet of rules that I have at my fingertips right now. And the big packet of rules because there have been many things that have happened uh, since the 1969 when this first started for us. So in most states in the USA, uh, responsibility for regulation or development of natural resources can be spread out over a plethora of political agencies and entities. So often these are organized along with arbitrary lines drawn on a map without regard to the natural world, such as river basins, soil types, or groundwater aquifers. So this kind of goes back to the book that Eleanor Ostrom wrote about governing the commons. The commons would be those river basins. The 1950s and 60s in Nebraska, the situation got out of hand with the state because there were over 500 different special purposes districts dealing with things like irrigation, conservation, drainage, reclamation, sanitation, and mosquito controls. Often different districts found themselves working at the same problem with conflicting goals, clearly, because there was just too many cooks in the kitchens. Sometimes it was hard to find enough leaders willing to serve on these district boards as well. Inefficiency was built into the system with hundreds of small boards with individual tax budgets that were too small to actually accomplish much at all, honestly. Yet, collectively, the taxes added up to significant sums. If you were farming in the 50s and 60s, or if your parents were farming in the 50s and 60s, or grandparents are farming in the 50s and 60s, I'm sure they have a lot of stories for you. But in 1969, the Nebraska legislation passed a landmark bill. Um, that law consolidated all these 154 special purpose resources districts into now what are 23 natural resources districts, the NRDs. So in addition to these districts, uh, for the first time, they were organized along the river basin lines rather than county lines. So we all know this makes a huge difference. So for us here in the Middle Republican, um, we're part of the Republican River Basin, which was sued for allocating water rights with Kansas in Colorado. So that was all broke down over a court hearing and everybody got their collective amounts. And so now we have regulations to make sure that Kansas gets their water. But also in 1971, Nebraska and Kansas entered into another compact, which was right after the NRDs. So way before the Republican River Compact. And that was for the Big Blue River Compact that's there over on the east side of the state. So the Big Blue River Basin starts south of York and flows into north of Manhattan and Kansas. And for the Republican, it flows in right over there by Junction City, Kansas. Together, the Republican and the Big Blue help form the Kansas River, which then flows into the Missouri River there in Kansas City. 
These districts began in operation in 1972, the NRDs. Their budgets came from small property tax levies, about 1% of the total property taxes paid in the state, and they were charged with managing resources within their boundaries. So some of the programs that the NRDs do include um, that erosion prevention and control, the flood prevention, control and cleanup, um, soil conservation, development, management, utilization, and conservation of both groundwater um, and sometimes surface water, a solid waste disposal and drainage, fish and wildlife habitat management, forestry and range management, parks and recreational facility development. Each one of these kind of depends on where you are in the state as well. Back east, when the population gets a little bit thicker, then some of these things apply. As you go out west, some of these things don't apply. So for instance, in the Middle Republican, the three lakes that are here in our area are all owned by the Bureau of Reclamation because those were put into place before the NRDs were even founded. And those were mainly to stop the flood and also help control the flooding um, and then also for irrigation purposes. And if you tune into my conversation with Jerda Gary Vickers on uh, dam history, you can hear a little bit more about that. Um, and then back east, you know, the more people that inhabit the area, the more they have to dam up those rivers so they don't flood out houses. And they work with different types of contracts for that. So the districts have been monitoring surface and groundwater levels and contamination incidents. Some areas are a little different than others uh, when it comes to these incidences. But Mark Burbach, who I interviewed a couple of episodes ago, and his peers put out a statewide ground level monitoring report. These show precipitation levels above and below average and groundwater levels gaining or losing feet within the state. One really cool thing on the website is you can see where the groundwaters were historically in 1950s to now and you can see how the water levels have changed since then. Why this happens is the explosion of the number of central pivot irrigation systems that have been installed. In our area, it's kind of hilly. We don't have as many flat areas for central pivots to fit. So it makes a huge difference there. But one thing all the NRDs have in common is well drilling, well permitting, certification of those wells, different types of decommissioning of wells, also the flow meters, so meters on the water, so we know how much you are pumping and you know how much you are pumping. Differences here though, we have pooling. With pooling, man, do we even have time to get into pooling? It can get real crazy. So let's just talk about that a little bit. So pooling is something that you submit a form to us every year by the end of March 4. Pooling, what it does is it takes land that you don't own, but possibly rent as a producer or farmer, and you can pull that water together. So all certified acres under the same ownership are automatically pooled, no formal application is required. So if you own it, it's already pooled together. Pooling shall not be used in a manner to circumvent or avoid the formal processes developed for transfers. So transfers are a whole different beast, but we'll kind of just stay on this pooling for right now so we don't get everybody all discombobulated. Common management through a written agreement is required with a pool, and the agreement shall provide who will operate the pool, the pooled lands. On the pooling application, which is provided by the district, 
So on the pooling application, which is provided by the district and located at the district office uh, for the Middle Republican here at 208 Center Avenue in Curtis, two or more persons may agree to pool the allocation for the current allocation period from their individual wells on their combined certified acres, so long as the combined certified acres are under common management. And that's a huge thing. So each person must certify by signing the application form in front of a notary that each understands that by requesting the right to pool, each is expected to comply with the district's rules, regulations, or controls in effect or properly adopted at a later date. Um, so information provided to the district for the pooling application needs the names, addresses, and the notarized signatures of all the persons desired to be in the pool, a map showing the location of the certified acres for the land including in the proposed pool, a well registration numbers of all wells included in the proposed pool, the legal description of the land involved in the proposed pool, such as your section township range, the county in which each well is located, and the certified acres assigned to each one of those wells. And all of these can be found on those papers that we send you guys out every five years to make sure that where your wells are, are, are it, and the certified acres are all correct, and you sign off on that. Um, we just had a huge thing back in 23 with that. If you're not familiar with it, you can always come in and stop and see us, and we can kind of show you. You can call and ask questions as well. So with pooling, the term of the application shall only be within the current allocation period. And pooling agreement shall not be cover more than the current allocation period and must be renewed. And this is due to rule 6-1.4 and 6-1.9 if continued into a new allocation period. And also, pooling agreements shall remain in effect only for the term of the allocation period on the application unless earlier terminated in writing with any party in the agreement or by the district rule to the lack of common management or change in ownership of a well for any other rule for sorry for any other reason under these rules. Also, a pooling application must be submitted to the district again between January 1st and March 31st of each year, and pooling applications submitted after March 31st will be denied. The applicant may, however, submit another application the following year during that period of January 1st to March 31st, which will begin the year as it has been submitted and not been retroactive to include any previous years in the allocation period. Incomplete applications shall be returned to the applicants via certified mail for correction or completion of the required information as identified by the district in these rules. So that means that if you are missing something, we will have to send it back to you certified mail so you know you got it. So please pay attention when we send you these things, especially after March 31st, and you have pooling going on. You have 30 days after you've been notified that the application is incomplete and the pooling application shall be considered invalid without further notice required from the district. So after receiving a completed application, the district shall deny or approve any application within 30 days. 
The applicant will receive a letter from the district stating whether the application has been denied or approved, and under no circumstance should the applicant or those other persons involved in the pooling application consider the pooling application or any there part of approved until written confirmation from the district has been received stating that the pooling application has been approved. You must receive that written information from the district that it's been approved. So just don't assume. The district may deny a pooling application for any reason, including but not limited to violations of the district rules regarding or the district may deny pooling applications for any reason, including but not limited to violations of the district rules, regulations or controls based on the rate of decline or the percentage of acres already developed in a township and areas which the pooling will be used. District statistics and groundwater level change maps from the Conservation and Survey Division of the University of Nebraska may be used as a reference of areas of decline. The district may limit or impose conditions upon applications for pooling if the use is between sub-areas, including the area within the plat with different allocations. So that means that if you are trying to pool with somebody outside of the district, you will not be able to because each district has different rules. With our district, you can pool inside our district, but outside of our district, if you have land, you'll have to pool that with a different land that you might farm in that different district. Um, same thing goes with transfers. But if an approved pooling application is expired or terminated, um, again, the district shall provide the parties with the remaining allocation based on the water use while the certified acres were pooled. Under no circumstances shall the provision of this information be considered an extension of or an approval of an pooling application. At the end of every allocation period, previously approved pooling applications shall be automatically terminated. A new pooling application is required for each and every allocation period. Allocation stands for the use of groundwater from all regulated wells shall be allocated by the district. Allocations will be set after considering one, the relationship between the wells and the surface water and the impact of the well usage on the stream flow, and two, whether the groundwater levels are declining, and three, such other factors as the board determines may be relevant to the appropriate amount of water to be withdrawn. All owners and operators of groundwater certified acres that receive an allocation are required to sign on receipt of the allocation and the understanding of the groundwater rules and regulations at the beginning of every new allocation period. Any owner or operator that does not sign a receipt will not receive an allocation. So again, that's what happened last year. Um, every five years, this happens. So overuse adjustment. So if an operator has exceeded his or her allocation, the allocation for the next allocation period shall be reduced by the number of acre inches by which said allocation was exceeded in the prior year. An adjustment of one inch for every inch over the first three inches and two inches for every inch over the three inches of overuse will be applied. An overuse 
of the adjusted base allocation during the compact call year shall result in an adjustment of two inches for every inch over the first three and three inches result in adjustment of two inches for every inch over the first three inches and three inches for every inch over three inches of overuse will be applied. This adjustment will result in a correction to the remaining allocation following the compact call year. This adjustment shall be in addition to the adjustments imposed by Rule 9-1.3 if the compact call year is in its last year of an allocation period. And just so everybody knows, we are in a compact call. And what that means is it just means that we only have 15 inches that you can use this year, even if your allocation is still higher than that. So, all right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed my little talk about some of the NRDs and pooling today. And I hope this helps everybody out. Again, if you have any further questions, contact your local NRD. And if you are here in the Middle Republican, you can contact us. We will be here. And thank you for listening to this week's edition of Nebraska on Tap. And we would appreciate if you would subscribe. We love our listeners. And thank you if you are subscribed. And you can always go to www.nebraskaontap.com if you want to find our newest YouTube or newest RSS feed episode. So we will talk to everybody later. Have a great one. Bye-bye.